0: shit, son. The Chiefs, baby. They looked great last weekend. Woo! Colts didn't stand a chance because we're out here staying alive, staying alive. Ah, ah. Oh, fuck. That part's coming up, huh? deepest apologies for making you suffer through that, but what's up folks, welcome back to the Millennial Man Child Podcast, and as always, I'm your host, Miles Casey. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing alright. I don't know if you're on the YouTube version, you probably noticed a small change. Uh, I've gone from, what was that, it was a very creepy beard, to a creepy mustache. I have moved on to the next level, and I'm digging it. I'm digging it. The stash gets a very different reaction than the beard. People are like, "Hey, the beard, you're growing out the beard. That's cool." They see the stash. It's uh, I'm getting some shocked looks. I'm like, "Ooh, ooh, is that fucking? Is that Miles?" Yes, yes, it is me with the weakest stash in the world. You can you can see it, but it's it's not there. But I like it. I like the the shocking look that I'm getting from people. that are like, "Ooh, you know." I like that reaction, it's it's kind of fun for me. But uh, I hope life's treating you well, hope you're doing alright, hope things hasn't, haven't been too crazy, hopefully you're sticking to those resolutions, I know I've already faltered on some a little bit, you know, the meditation, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, trying to write every day, I've been doing a decent job, but again, hasn't been every day, I'm still trying to get back into that habit, create those good habits and get back up on that horse to get that momentum building and rolling, you know what I'm saying? You just got to keep doing the little things right. Putting in the little places, you know, building brick by brick by brick. And then before you know it, they've, you've created a monster. You can't even be stopped if you wanted to be stopped. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're trying to do. That's 2019. That's what we're doing this year. Plain and simple. Especially, like I said, maybe one podcast, two podcasts ago, it's like, this might be the last year. Who knows? Better make it a good one. We got to make this one count, folks. This is an important one because it's it's just it's getting crazy out there. Who knows what's happening? Uh I don't know. I can't follow it all. I just know that the government's still shut down. One of the longest we've ever had. Seems about right. Fuck it. You know, that's this is par for the course for Trump. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, "You know what? Vacation. Shut her down. Shut her down. I I'm, I'm overdue for a vacation." That's probably what he fucking thinks even though that's not what shutdown means. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, let's see, what do we got here for you today? What did I want to talk about? Oh, so before we get into today's episode, I just, you know, wanted to again say thank you to everybody who's continuing to listen to the podcast and share the podcast. I must say the numbers have been, you know, increasing, increasing. I don't know if that means more of you made like a resolution to listen to more millennial man-child podcasts, which, uh, that would be a crazy resolution. Don't do that. That's bad. But maybe you've been sharing it with some friends. I don't know. Maybe some people are randomly finding it. But uh, the numbers have been going up. And I do appreciate you for listening and checking out the the podcast. That is, you know, still baffling to me. But much appreciated. Uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend though, folks. I I asked off. I have a fucking whole weekend off. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Oh, it's gonna be glorious. I got some friends coming in to visit from San Francisco. Uh, you know, my fresh my friend Christian, uh Corey and his wife Rochelle. Ooh, it's gonna be a good time. Looking forward to seeing these folks. Haven't got to hang out with them in a while, long overdue, and glad they're coming down to San Diego to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Should be a good time. They're gonna, you know, and Corey, he's my old roommate. He used to live here. This is actually his old room that you're seeing right now. If you're on the YouTube version, you're seeing it. This is, uh most of this furniture is his, actually, too. He just left it here for me. What a nice guy, right? He's a good dude. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to hanging out with them and getting to reconnect a little bit. But, yeah, let's, uh, let's just wrap it up there. I don't have too much more for you today. You know, uh, shout out to the Chiefs. That was the intro. We're out here. We're staying alive. People are discounting us. You know, they already saw the Patriots blow out the fucking Chargers. Chargers look like hot garbage. I don't know if the Patriots look great or the Chargers were just trash. It could really have been... It might have been a little bit of both, but m- more towards the side of the char- Chargers just looking horrible. They did not play well. So, you know, that's not going to happen at KC. They're You know, yeah, sure, the Patriots beat us, like, week six in Foxborough, right? On a Thursday night game, I think. No, it wasn't Thursday night. It was Sunday night. I'm an idiot. But... The important thing is, that was a fucking super close game. They barely edged it out in Foxborough. They're coming to Arrowhead. I don't know. I talked to some people that went to the game on uh, Saturday, and they said it was fucking just electric. You could feel it in the air, the intensity. It was playoff football. This year feels different. We got Mahomes. Andy Reid has been looking great. (sighs) This, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but fucking come on, baby. Let's make this shit happen. Finish strong. Let's just get to the Super Bowl, please. Oh, I would lose it. That's not going to be enough because I want to win. Don't don't get it twisted. I want to win the Super Bowl. But just seeing my team make it to the Super Bowl finally, crazy. I can't. I'm still, like, trying to picture that one. Just especially as a Chiefs fan, we've just been fooled for so long with so many different teams in so many different ways that – if it actually happens, that's going to be a very exciting moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's get into it. Got a good one for you today. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Enjoy. What's up folks, so today I'm going to be talking about a few different things, but we'll start off the top here with uh, one of my, you know, I I enjoy talking about this guy, Uh, it's easy to hate on him, it's super easy, it's, you know, maybe he's a good guy, I don't know, I don't really care, Uh, I've generally made up my opinion, and we're just going with it, right, but uh, Jeff Bezos, Jefe Bezos, the crown prince of fucking cardboard boxes, is he's in some trouble, son. He, he fucked up, literally. Uh, apparently, he got caught cheating on his wife, and she's gonna get half. She's gonna get half. You know what I'm saying? Half of 150000000000 billion. Cha-cha-cha-ching, son. Cash and paychecks. That's crazy. And what's even crazier is that you could lose half your money and still have more money than pretty much everybody. That's pretty insane. And it's also crazy that she's now going to be one of the richest people in the world. Right? She's like right up. It's like fucking, you know, she's going to be right there next to Jeff now. They're going to be neck and neck, which is hilarious. And then it's going to be like Warren Buffett, Bill Gates. How funny is that? She's going to be up on that list, son. That's hilarious. Good for her, though. I don't give a fuck. No one feels bad if you lose half of $150 billion. Does anyone feel bad about that? Is anyone feeling bad for Jeff Bezos? He's going to be fine. He's going to be so fine. He's going to be more than fine. Now he doesn't have to worry about cheating on his wife anymore. He's just freed up all that mental space. And, you know, to take a step back, how the fuck, as a billionaire, are you going to get caught cheating? Isn't there some, like, invisibility cloak you can sneak around in? Uh, don't you, Can't you just be like, oh, I got another meeting? You know, I'm doing billionaire stuff. I'm out here making more money than God, right? Like how, if if he's going to get caught cheating, there's just fellas, just hear me out. There's no chance for any of us to get away with this. You know what I'm saying? Take notes, take mental fucking notes. If that billionaire dude who has more money than God can just has all kinds of crazy power can get caught, we all are going to get caught. Just don't do it, son. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. Especially if you got 150 bill in the bank. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't play that shit. Don't play that game. Ugh. Because clearly that dude loves money. Jeff Bezos probably loved money more than his family. Um, And I imagine, you know, now that he's going to lose half of his money, oh, that has to hurt. You know, that has to actually hurt. The divorce, he's probably like, eh, I could have seen that one coming, you know. But, but losing half of his money, that's going to cut that son of a bitch deep. He's going to be like, oh, he's going to be crying up at night, fucking like into his pillow. Like, I wish I had that hundred. I wish I had that money, you know, like, it's going to be funny. I picture it being funny anyways. You know, he'll probably be wiping his eyes with hundred dollar bills because that's what he could do. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's wild to think that now his wife's going to get half and be one of the wealthiest people in the world. You know what I mean? Like she's making that she's making Forbes list. She's doing it. Off of a divorce. Cha-ching! That's a lottery ticket if I've ever heard of one. Um, and who knows? You know, it's probably good for her, too. She's probably been waiting for this day, you know? She's probably been wanting to hang out with other people, get away from this fucking bald Lex Luthor-ass goon, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, he's never around anyways. There's no way. If you're making $150 billion, an empire, a fucking whatever you want to call it, uh... You're probably hanging out with the, the fam 1% of the time. Maybe we call it five generously, right? Like, you're always doing shit for the business. You're always in meetings. You're always planning something. You're, you're never... You're not really there. You know what I mean? So it's probably a good thing in the long run. Who cares? Get out of there. Now she can be a free butterfly. She doesn't have to ask Papa Bezos, Hey, can I get a little, you know, a little insurance money or a little fucking... I want to go shopping. It's just like... No, you don't have to ask anymore. And if I were her, what I would do is like, I would like buy the big fucking house like right next to his and just be like, yeah, you bought that house, you son of a bitch. Buy like a yacht right next to his yacht, like the lot right next to him. Be like, yeah, check out that yacht you bought me, son. Like I would just be petty as fuck, rubbing it in his face all day. Huh. I don't know. It's wild though to think somebody that somebody can actually get 65 billion in a divorce. That's crazy, right? Is that not crazy? That seems a little crazy. You know, and I guess since we're on the topic of billionaires, you know I had to do it. You know, it's, this one's funny to me. Uh, The the latest Trump controversy, if you will, that I've been seeing make the rounds on social media, besides naturally the shutdown, everybody's open arms over that one way or another, you know, apparently the economy's lost like $3.5 billion since the government shut down and uh, you know, and soon it's gonna reach the mark that we've lost the amount of money that would cost to build the wall. So we're, we're getting to this point where it's like, how much longer are we gonna keep playing chicken and figure this shit out? <clears throat> but the funny thing that's been making the rounds is that people are either, again, it's just, oh, it's, I've, I'm seeing these patterns repeat themselves over and over and over. And this one's just hilarious because who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck right it's it's about the uh excuse me i take a sip of water the clemson tigers they won the college football national championship right and they got invited to the white house to you know come and check it out and shake the president's hand and whatever else the fuck they do up there but the thing that people are making a stink about is that they got fucking fast food for the players, right? They got them like McDonald's. I don't know. Hopefully there was some Taco Bell there, because if I was invited and there was no Taco Bell, I would personally, you know, be telling Donald Trump off. That would be the that would actually be the straw for me. You know, no Taco Bell at the fast food extravaganza. We're fighting. You know what I mean? If there isn't a fucking beefy five layer over there. He's gonna get these hands. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like. People are so upset, like, you know, people on the left are like, oh, of course, it's fast food, like, how could they treat them like this? This is embarrassing, this is a disgrace, it's like, who gives a fuck, right? Then people on the right, they're like, oh no, they liked it, they said it was fun, they had a good time, blah, 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 and it's just, this is what we're talking about? There's, like, a crazy shutdown going on, and there's, you know, starvation, and there's all kinds of problems, people are being shot. It's like, oh yeah, we're upset about this fast food bullshit. How is this news? We are so just indoctrinated and fan, like, so ingrained with this Trump bullshit that we are looking at every little minute detail and judging it, and it is fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid. It blows my mind, right? Who cares? Who fucking cares what he served? Yeah, you'd like to think <clears throat> that the President of the United States also happens to be a billionaire could maybe drop a few fucking dollars himself and get him a nice meal, right? But that didn't happen. Of course it didn't happen. Who cares, though? Who fucking cares? Plus, Donald Trump loves fast food. That dude eats KFC with a fork and knife. Like, that dude is pathetic. So naturally, he's going to be fucking all about that fast food life. He's like, they're probably like, sir, we can't pay the kitchen staff because you know, the whole shutdown thing you're doing, do you have any ideas of what we could uh maybe do for these players that are coming in? McDonald's, get the McDonald's, let's get them McDoubles, some McChickens, and uh some fries, yeah, that'll do it, like, who, what the, you know, yeah, sure, it's sad, but again, to even make it news, to even repost this article and say something like, disgraceful, disgusting, you're disgraceful, you're disgusting, like, you're fucking feeding this type of garbage, because if people retweet this shit and talk about it and create more noise about it, then they're going to keep doing these fucking little petty bullshit stories instead of talking about real things and dealing with real issues. Right? Am I right? Is, does that make any sense? So I don't know, just seeing some of these patterns constantly repeating themselves, it is exhausting, and nobody seems to really be able to like take a step back and just look at how stupid all that stuff is. I don't know that's just, so that's just my opinion on that, I don't, I don't really, you know, have too much more than that, uh, but then, okay, so the next story I want to talk about, this one's a little fucked up, you know, whatever, I may have you, uh, so, I'll try not to be too, you know, whatever, but, uh, apparently, there was a lady who has been in a coma, you know, for 10 or 15 years, very long time to be in a coma in, you know, essentially a vegetative state, being kept alive by machines and other things, um, but apparently this lady, who was, you know, in the care of all kinds of different people, uh, ended up getting pregnant. Yes, uh, that is one of the most fucked up things that I have heard recently. It's disgusting, right? Uh, but I, I, Naturally, as a comedian, you start to have some thoughts. You start to think like, uh, uh, "Uh," and one of the weird ones I had was like, "Did people just think that she was like getting shoved more food down her feeding tube?" We're like, "Damn, I'm just starting to put on a little weight. Like, maybe we should monitor her diet. Maybe she's eating a little too much. You know what I'm saying?" And like, all of a sudden, they're like, Just getting fat." And then there's like one guy. There's there's one guy. You know what I'm saying? There's there's one guy who's like, "Oh no, oh no." why is she getting fatter, what is happening, what the fuck have I done, like, what kind of fucking pig, what disgusting, and, uh, and, and this is why, like, it's so easy to say, like, obviously not all men are bad, not all women are bad, but it's so easy when you have evidence like this to say men are fucking disgusting pigs, like, you, you're gonna have sex with a fucking vegetable, with somebody who's not even conscious, who's being kept alive by machines, like, Oh, my God, it's fucking disgusting, and it's it's times like that where it's, like, really hard to defend men at all. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm just saying, like, in general, not defending him, never. In a million years, could you ever defend that guy? No, 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 not saying that. But I'm just, like, just to defend me as a man, like, to be like, no, I can be a man, and it's not all bad, I promise, you know? But shit like that just ruins anything you had going on for, like, the next fucking... You know, it, it, yeah, it's 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 rough out here, because that's fucking disgusting. And also, they're gonna make all the men have uh, they're gonna like DNA swab them and have a fucking paternity test apparently. And that's one episode of Mori I would like to watch. They're having the guys come in. And they have they like they wheel her out on her little fucking bed with all the crazy machines, and she's over there, and they're like talking to her like, hey, what do you think? And she's not responding and sorry this is getting bad uh and then the guys are all lined up there's all like all 20 of them over there and they're just like they're all fucking sweating and nervous they're like oh shit dude because like actually three of them technically did that because they heard one of them was doing it you know and they're like (laughs) and then they finally find the one like you are the father and then instead of like uh you know he has to take care of the child now uh, they just kill that guy because he's clearly garbage and that gene line does not need to go any further. But he he's going to have a son. Also, how does a birth work when she's not conscious? I mean, she can't push the baby out, right? I guess they just have a C-section. I don't know. I got a lot of questions about this and I probably, you know, I'm not going to get any answers. But it's just, that was one, of, I, I, I couldn't not talk about it. I actually talk about it a little bit on the podcast next week with rob that you know rob bronson that i'm having on because i was just so baffled by the story and couldn't believe that it was real i just had to talk about it and you know it was all jokes i didn't mean any of it ha, ha, ha. that was i was just making in horrible taste bad taste jokes you know because that poor woman you know she's been through enough obviously in a vegetative state for 10 years that's not a place you want to be and then to have this happen and then her poor family ugh. but on the positive side her mom's gonna stop bitching about her about not having any grandkids, right? She's gonna be like, well, you know, ah." oh God, that was bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. Again, these are all in bad taste and I'm going to hell, but, you know, what can you do? What can you do? Okay. (laughs) Uh, So what's next? Oh, so to end it all off here, uh, you know, spoiler alert. uh, As I mentioned maybe one or two podcasts ago, I've been watching that documentary or docu-series on Netflix called Murder Mountain, and I finally finished it, and it is, it's great. I really loved it. Uh, you know, it's, it's very, in, in the sense of that, you know, it's dark, and it shows a side of marijuana that you don't normally see, because as I've said on here, is like, I like to see marijuana as like a happy, fun, silly, like, ooh, I'm fucking having a goofy, fucking silly goose time, like, what, you know, who cares? Ha ha ha. But uh, obviously, when there's some serious money involved and you're at the very top of the thing at the top of the food chain and it's an illegal market things can get dicey it can get really dicey and you know seeing the main character it's like a main or not a main character but like a main storyline uh the guy who was in ocean beach meets a connect they're like oh come up to humboldt with us grow weed take over the operation i'll pay you all kinds of money we'll take care of you you'll be making fucking money hand over fist And, you know, you can retire in a couple of years or whatever it may be, you know, like whatever kind of promises may have been had. Like, I could totally see myself getting caught up in that, you know, in a weird way, especially now that I'm out here in Ocean Beach. And, you know, I've always had an affinity, you know, for the past 10 years at least for smoking the reefer, getting a little high. And I think if you're somebody who is into marijuana culture, you've smoked for a while, you've, you know, you've done it. We all at some point like to think like... I could grow marijuana, I could do this, like, I could grow marijuana, you know what I mean, we all like to think that, and there's some, like, wistful idea of, like, oh, man, I could just be on a farm and tending to plants, and man, wouldn't that be a good life, just living off the earth, yada, yada, but, uh, and, you know, that's why, that's why I say I could see myself going down this path, but then you realize, like, when there is a black market, and there's so much money, it's, like, People are going to have guns. People are going to come after you. People are going to want revenge or retribution, or in this case, they're just going to want to get fucking paid their money. Like you put in work, you worked for a full season, you know, start to finish of the crops and, you know, you watch this guy just cashing, you know, filling bags, filling bags and selling all the weed. And then he says, no, I don't want to pay you. Right. Right. Like, and then what do you do because it's an illegal market? You can't go to the cops. You can't do this. And this is where you start getting revenge and guns and violence. And that's what the black market brings when there is no route to fix things that have been wronged or no way to really, you know, find justice in this case, right? Because this, you know, as I said, spoiler, this this guy, Garrett Rodriguez, the man... Uh, was from ocean beach he was wanting to get paid and the guy who was running the show didn't want to pay him and instead of paying him or you know whatever he decided to kill the man he's like you know i don't want this guy coming back i don't want this revenge coming back on me i don't want him to be lurking in the shadows because i owe this man money and he's mad now so i'm just gonna kill him right like if that's some fucking heavy shit to kill somebody because you owed him 20,000, 50,000 whatever it may be it's like whole oh. and that's when you learn like that's when you realize like oh there's a whole other level to this underworld that is marijuana and you know obviously I, you kind of know that it's there but when you see the documentary and you see somebody who was 29 I'm like 28 so he was 29 when this happened it's it's wild cuz you can really put yourself in there in his shoes and see yourself being like yeah I'm going to go up here I'm going to go grow some weed I'm going to make a lot of money and then I'm going to get out or whatever it may be. You could maybe just be like, now this is what I do too. I'm just going to be stacking cash, whatever. But yeah, it was very intense. And, uh, it was interesting how they kind of within the documentary about going back and forth between like, you know, when it was illegal and when it's legal and how they can kind of like try to make this an above mark, like a above ground market, a white market is what they're calling it, I guess. Because, you know, and and that's what's interesting. It's like, it is a plant. It just does grow in the ground. It's not like you can just regulate it completely. Because there's always going to be somebody who's like, you know what? Fuck paying taxes. Fuck doing all that regulation bullshit. I'm out here. It's the Wild West, son. I'm just going to grow it. So there's always going to be a little bit of a black market. But when you have the ways to do it properly and go through the proper channels, it will eliminate, hopefully, a lot of that violence and a lot of that like kind of underbelly sinister stuff that comes along with a drug trade or any black market trade for that matter. But uh yeah, I, I have to say if you haven't checked that out yet, you should watch it, especially if you're, you know, you smoke a little reefer, you're you're into documentaries, whatever. It's very well done and I thought, you know, some of the characters were not very likable and kind of tool like douchey some of the like outlaw drug dealers, but uh I think it's still worth a watch and I think you'll enjoy it. So you should definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, what else do I have for you folks? That's pretty much it. I mean, I did want to mention one last thing. I was thinking about this and it was funny because I actually had a buddy text me. Uh, and it's about Twitter. Like I've, I've, I finally in my head have finally put Twitter. Like what is Twitter? Where, what does it do? And basically Twitter is just like a snitches social media. Like people who they want to, they want to be outraged. They want to go back and say, oh, he said this and did this and then like ruin your career. But even at the like most basic level of Twitter, it's like it has like snitching in its fucking coded DNA. You know what I mean? Because my buddy sent me a screenshot. because we were talking about how Twitter will show you like so-and-so likes this tweet in hopes that maybe you'll see it and then you'll like that tweet or you'll find it interesting. So you'll follow that person or give that person a like or whatever it may be right? I'm sure you've seen it. If you're on Twitter, you've probably noticed the so-and-so likes this, but, uh, <laughs> my buddy sent me this screenshot of a mutual friend of ours who had liked a tweet that was from either some adult entertainer or a porn star or somebody. And it was like, she was in like a bra and like undies. and It was like, the tweet was like, which, which piece of clothing should I take off next? And it's like, so-and-so likes this tweet. And it's like, damn, Putting putting the homie on blast like that, right? He just he had a moment of weakness. He saw a beautiful girl in a bra and he liked a tweet. And now that shit's out there and we're seeing it? It's like, geez, dude, you gotta settle down, Twitter. You gotta calm down. You gotta you gotta ease back. Whether it be like trying to take people's jobs, ruin people's careers, or just, you know, get him in trouble for liking a tweet of a scantily clad woman. You gotta, you gotta ease up, Twitter. We gotta ease up. All of us, as a co- as a collective, need to fucking smoke a little J, take a fucking break, and just ease up. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, yeah it's wild yeah, out yeah. there. But anyways, um, as always, that's pretty much all I got for you today. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'll hit you with a little music and then the outro.
1: So thanks. Late night calls, feeling slightly faded. Free alcohol at the club That shit's overrated Call up liquor like a Bring me apple vodka Shout it yeah, yeah, yeah You know that I could do you proper Pour you a drink, would you please Stop fussing with your Samsung I'll call your bluff while you playing I ain't that nigga to play games on. No, 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 no. I could do your proper, proper. I could do your proper, proper. I love your conversation. Usually I'm not the long talker, but this licker, licker, liquor, licker, licker, licker. Got me talking, talking way too much, way too much, way too much, way too much. Got me texting, calling. It's too dirty in the morning. Trying to wake you up, wake you up, where you at, where you at. I might put an Uber on you. I might have to pull up on you. Pick Hig-a, 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 too much, All too right, much, there, much, there we have it, folks.
0: The 63rd episode of the Millennial Man-Child Podcast is in the books. We did it. It's in the history books, son. We out here, we rocking. finito. It's finished. 63, done and delivered. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. But as always, again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to everybody who is listening to the podcast. You know, as I said at the beginning, it has been growing, the numbers have been, you know, bumping up a little bit, and I not only am, you know, happy that that's happening, but I have to again, thank you guys, because I'm sure that it's mostly happening through word of mouth, or you're deciding to share with a friend, and I greatly appreciate that, because you know, it's weird to share some fucking random podcast that some goon nobody knows or you know doesn't have any real credentials for anything so you know thank you so much for you know following me on the journey sharing it with friends and just supporting me in general you guys are awesome I really do appreciate you uh but yeah so I got a little bit here I wanted to mention uh next week's episode is going to be with Rob Bronson another comic and a friend of mine we had a good conversation it was a lot of fun uh I think you guys will like that one so look forward to that next week and also Another thing I wanted to tell you guys about to check out is that I'm going to be posting a stand-up clip on my YouTube page, the one that I have all the podcast videos on. Um, I'll be posting a clip there probably tomorrow or, you know, Wednesday or Thursday. I'm going to pick a clip and get the sound to, you know, sound all right and be all professional as I can with it. But yeah, I'm going to send that out there so you guys can check out kind of what I've been doing, see what I've been doing on stage. Maybe I'll post a clip from like one of the first times I did stand-up, and then, you know, now? I don't know, we'll see. I might have some fun with it. But, uh, yeah, so be looking forward to that. Check that out on the old YouTube page. Um, but, yeah, that's really all I have for you folks tonight. As always, thank you for listening. I, I greatly appreciate it. And, yeah, the music for today's episode is In Order, PSGFY by Grizz and Cherub. Uh Liquor Locker by Vic Mensa, and lastly but not least, Crash by Skizzy Mars featuring Pell. So you know, thank you for listening. And you know what, I hope you all have a great week. I'll see you next week, same time. And until then, Millennial ManChild.
1: Get lost in Philadelphia. Whip the ride till it crash. Right away till it crash. Right away till it crash. Right away till it crash. Just right away, till it crash, right away till it crash. Dinner at the mark, her eyes were light blue. The food was pretty good and the weather was nice. So I held her
0: hand. She was cautious, but she gripped it tighter. Smoke cigarettes,
1: but I gave her a lighter. Cartier bracelet. Inhale, exhale, trying to figure out if I belong in her world. But she likes me. I think she likes me. And every time she calls me up, it excites me. Oh, now only table, she don't like the bar. I've been a couple times. She's a fucking star. Open the rug, tell Eddie it's the two us us. Acting so wild in the spot we always do it up. Damn. Attracting this attention, sparklers and bottles, and it's sexual tension, not to mention, I'm still focused on you, my apartment's kinda small, plenty room for it to come broke, I